0: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back, Afternoons on News Talk 770. Angela Kokan will be in after 3 o'clock with Calgary today. We'll also, more time for your calls and your texts as well here, 403 974 8255, as we turn to another contentious issue. And we go from carbon taxes to pit bull bans. Uh, the city of Montreal in the spotlight as they brought in a, a breed-specific ban, Pitbull ban, if you will. It's, in fact, attracted some uh, international attention. There's various petition campaigns aimed at convincing Montreal to change its mind or convincing others uh, to boycott Montreal until they change their mind. Now, Montreal went down this path following a tragedy back in June, a 55-year-old woman was mauled to death by a dog in her own backyard. Now, what's interesting is that initially that dog was identified as a pit bull, uh, but authorities in Montreal are apparently not entirely sure if that's the case. So maybe there's a point here that the ban is on shaky footing, perhaps. But will it be effective in reducing other similar maulings like that? Now, various jurisdictions have tried this, And I know there was a study uh, not too long ago that suggested that uh, in Manitoba that the number of maulings, hospitalizations, was reduced through breed-specific legislation. Other studies, though, suggesting that the overall number of dog bites doesn't really change under these bans. So what's been tried elsewhere in Canada? What's the likely impact of this uh, legislation in Montreal? Joining us on the line is uh, Eva Demjanovic, uh, campaign manager with Humane Society International Canada. Eva, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. So what's your position on, on what Montreal is doing here? Sorry, Eva, you still there?
1: I'm sorry, I I lost here
0: for a second. Okay, well, I think we can hear you now. So I, I just want to just to to establish where we're coming from here. Your position on on the uh, new law in Montreal.
1: Yes, we're extremely disappointed. Uh, We've been campaigning uh, against this uh, proposed bylaw for months now since uh, actually this tragic event uh, took place in June. And uh, we were extremely disappointed. We were hoping that by the end, the councillors and the mayor would look at the evidence and look at science and listen to the expert and adopt effective breed-nurtural legislation. But unfortunately, the uh, the ban passed uh, last
0: week. Uh, And what's your concern, then, of of the impact that this is going to have?
1: Well, the impacts are really huge for for animals and dog owners in general and for the community. First of all, we are passing a bylaw that is not doing anything to increase public safety. The goal with this bylaw is to reduce dog bites and reduce uh, dog attacks. And banning a certain breed does not touch to the whole scope of the problem when it comes to dog bites and attacks. So we are not uh, uh, effectively preventing those tragic events from happening, but we're giving this sense, uh, this illusion of, of safety to the to the public. And the impact, on the other hand, on, on dogs, on dogs that look like pit bulls, that are considered pit bulls, are huge because we're, we'll be euthanizing puppies and dogs that, have nothing to do with, with uh, this event or that has a, uh, extremely good behavior. But just because of their appearance, we will no longer be able to, to uh, find them homes and we'll have to, uh, to euthanize them. And for dog owners in general, we've already seen the impact. People are really in a state of panic and feel like uh, at any minute they can have their dog seized because they're not respecting the harsh restrictions that Montreal is imposing on them.
0: Well, OK, but it seems to me and I, I think the point's been made that it's not just about the total number of bites that there was the study in Manitoba that suggests that the number of hospitalizations resulting from dog bites went down. That we're talking about maulings and we're talking about a breed of dog that is disproportionately responsible for maulings, for hospitalizations. Well, I
1: would have to point out to uh, to the, that study in particular, it does uh, count in the number of hospitalization in Manitoba, um, every municipality. So municipalities that have read neutral legislation and breed, in municipalities that have BSL, uh, Manitoba does not have a province wide ban. So uh, we cannot uh, for sure be, um, make the conclusion that BSL was the, the factor that reduced dog right? bites. Because if we look at the, the science, if you really analyze statistics all over the world, we cannot conclude that breed bans reduce dog bites or hospitalizations or even uh, deaths. It has not um, had that effect. Um, and experts have been saying over and over that a, a breed is not uh, responsible, more likely to bite or attack than any other. Uh, canine behavior and aggression and bites and attacks are much more complex than that. It doesn't come back, come down only to breed. It has multiple factors. And if we do not address all the other factors, if we do not address um, responsible dog ownership, we are not um, improving public safety and, and achieving that goal, that ultimate goal of reducing dog bites and attacks.
0: Okay, but is it the case, as has been asserted, that that this particular breed, pit bulls or pit bull-like breeds, are a very small percentage of the total number of of dogs that are owned as pets in Canada, but make up a very high percentage of the number of dogs involved in fatal bites, fatal attacks, uh, or maulings that require hospitalization?
1: absolutely not if you look at the statistics and if you look at the numbers first of all there is no database uh that is um national national or provincial and often even at a municipal level we don't have database of what exactly uh, the number of animals are there and what breeds. um so we cannot have an exact proportion of how many pit bulls compared to other breeds are actually in the community uh, second of all, if you look at um, statistics that reflect, that uh, show which breed attacks or sends people to hospitals, pitbulls are not at the top. Um, other breeds are there, Rottweilers, Huskies. Uh, Wait a second, if you you think- just
0: said we don't have statistics, but you're saying we do have statistics.
1: We have statistics on the number of uh, hospitalization, for example, and if you take those statistics um, and look at the breed that is is associated with that particular hospitalization, we have uh, a statistic for that. But even there, we have to be careful because the breed has been identified by who? An expert. By, by we don't even have a, an exact procedure of who identifies that breed. Uh, sometimes it's the owner, sometimes it's the police report, sometimes it's the media. And we've seen that uh, even people working in, um, in fields that involve animals and dogs are not able just by, by looking at a dog to identify uh, which breed that is exactly. And we have to take into account as well that most, Maybe not most, but a big majority of dogs that we own are not purebred. We are trying to identify dogs as if they were all purebred, but they're often um, simple mutts, dogs Mm -hmm. that have many uh, breeds in them. Uh, So we are basing statistics on uh, on the assumption that all dogs are just one breed and purebred. which
0: is Well, not that case. makes it a challenge, certainly. Uh, I mean, but for example, earlier this year, there was a group that, that used Freedom of Information requests to get numbers out of the city of Vancouver. Then in 2014 in Vancouver, out of 181 dog attacks, 44 of those were pit bull-related breeds, which again is is quite disproportionate in terms of the, the overall percentage they represent of uh, the number of, of dogs that are, are pets in Vancouver.
1: Uh, but again, I would point out to the fact that um, it 's very difficult to to take those statistics and t- take the, and not take into the account uh, into account the fact that missingidentification in um, in, uh, in dogs is often the case if we see uh, just in Montreal we had the dog that attacked madame Vernet and um, He was registered as a boxer, and the DNA test was never released. We don't even know which breed it is. It was assumed in the police report that it was a pit bull, but later the police came out and said, we are not experts. We don't know if it was really a pit bull. Then a second dog uh, attacked uh, a woman. uh, um, An individual asked his dog to attack his wife in a very disturbing case, and that dog was sent to the Montreal CCA to be uh, impounded. The EFPCA did the DNA test and although he was identified as a pit bull um, and the media um, identified him as a pit bull, it turned out in fact that it wasn't. It was a uh, rottweiler Labrador massive mix. So this is, you know, this is something that um, that is is disturbing and we have to be careful when we look into statistics and uh, and really take everything into account and what experts say in canine behavior because ultimately it comes down to that. How does a dog act and what makes him attack? Why do dogs who are normally great companions for people who can can be put in many situations and do not attack, how come sometimes some of them do that? And we have to look carefully at what happened there. And it's Definitely, definitely not just
0: the breed. But not all dogs are created equal, and and I think the argument that's been made about pit bulls is their unique characteristics uh, when it when it comes to mauling and and the impact they can have. Uh, their, their their jaws can lock. How difficult it can be uh, to get them to stop. We had a case in Calgary where uh, a dog had attacked, and someone was was hitting the dog with a, a nearby fence post and couldn't get the dog to stop. Uh, that that's the point that's been raised about the unique kind of challenge that these dogs pose?
1: Well, I would say that this is not scientifically based. Um, saying that pit bull's jaws lock is uh, really a myth because the jaws of the Pitbull are made just the same way as the jaws of all the dogs. They don't have a special mechanism that makes their jaws lock. Um, and they are, uh, so those myths circulates a lot and are being used and, and, and fed and uh, re-fed by, by a lot of individuals. But we have to look at uh, all the studies that have been done on canine behavior and specialist behaviorists that have looked really into behavior of dogs and how they react in different situations. And their conclusion is that pit bulls do not have more propension to be aggressive or to attack more or differently than other breeds that are um, similar to them. But when they uh, attack, the outcome
0: is worse. You would disagree with that?
1: I would definitely disagree because a Husky or a Rottweiler that has the same weight or, or you know, um, a power than a pit bull can do just as much damage as, as any mixed breed or pit bull. Um, so I would definitely disagree that. Um, a pit bull does more damage. And it's not a personal opinion. It's something that we based on the studies
0: that have done. Right, okay. But, but pit bulls are not naturally occurring breeds, right? Do- dogs are bred for a reason. Dogs were bred for certain traits. And certain traits were instilled into these dogs for a reason
1: go back to the history of the of many dogs they have been you know bred for hunting to attack that to have high predation in them and other breeds that we do not really uh, consider dangerous or more or different from other dogs that we have at home uh, so each dog uh, if you look at the history of them has been bred for for work and for helping humans in, in those tasks and not necessarily just as companions um, but um, with pit bulls if you look at their history they've been yes bred to to do um, to do fighting for example that's something that we keep in our minds uh but people rarely realize that they've been trained or or bred to uh to do for example dog fighting but um their propension to um to attack other humans they were not bred basically to attack humans whereas other breeds can be raised or or bred to be guard dogs, and then they are trained to attack humans. Um, So uh, the history of a dog, especially after uh, decades of dogs that are uh, now um, bred for companionship, um, it has very little to do um, uh, with, with attacks or dog bites.
0: Well, for those that unfortunately, I mean, dog fighting still does occur. Uh, don't we find that, that pit bulls are, are predominantly the breed that are used by those who are involved in dog fighting?
1: Yeah, and dog fighting, we have to remember, it's something that is trained. So it's not something that dogs are born with. Uh, um, it's a very complicated and harsh training. Dogs are um, deprived from basic uh, needs. There are really... Uh, forced to attack each other, it's not their natural instinct to attack, attack each other, and in a litter, um, some dogs will be considered do, good and proper for dogfighting, and others um, will be rejected because they are simply do not have that personality, um, so uh, so training a dog to attack and, and for dogfighting, it can be done for practically any breed because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's something that's learned, and we can, as humans, show a lot of things for dogs to do, and usually it's great things, but sometimes we have individuals that use, use it against, against them.
0: All right. Well, in the meantime, I guess uh, a lot of dogs in Montreal are going to be put down as a result of this.
1: Unfortunately, the ban has been uh, in effect since today, so we'll see the, the effects of that, although we've been already seeing some effects on, uh, in shelters. Uh, but fortunately, there's been some legal action taken against uh, the city of Montreal. So we'll know uh, very soon if uh, that, ban, that ban is, uh, um, is uh, revoked um,
0: in place. All right. Eva, we've got to leave it there. Appreciate you making some time for us here today. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. All right. That's uh, Eva Demjanovic, uh, Campaign Manager with Humane Society International Canada, hsicanada.ca. Uh, we're along in this segment here. We're back with more right after this.